They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm kingdom and I'm Southside Hey Tweety, what are you drinking over there? How's it went? all right guys so you caught us we are drinking our favorite coffee and that is hustle blends coffee hustle blends coffee is curated for visionaries um high performing people executors all of the above and we want to share this coffee with you so we have recently launched our coffee in a cold brew that's right packaged up just for you it can be delivered to your door anytime you want it to be delivered so while you're working on building that billion dollar plan and you're already getting your services from renown.tech go ahead and throw back a shot of coffee that is hustle blends shop hustle blends at www.hustleblends with a z Dot com. Coffee and Jesus all day, baby. Hey, welcome back, family. We are none other. Your brother and your mother. Your sister and your father. Your uncle and your auntie. Master P and T with the T. Welcome to Million Dollar Conversations, the podcast, where there's no conversation that's off the table because we talk about all the things with faith and business and marriage and relationships and all of that good, good stuff. All right. I am one half, but one whole of your host, Master P. And that's it. Heavy ragu in the building, Red Velvet, aka Mr. Red Velvet. Is I a little Red Velvet? I mean, he could be like carrot cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> red a Velvet, pound cake. a little pound cake. <laughs> He's in the building too. <laughs> but we in the, you know, we we back with another episode of Million Dollar Conversations. Once again, this is your boy. This is the guy. The guy. the guy, duh, duh, the guy. Nah, I'm changing the T H E to duh, duh guy, da, duh, da, guy, da, Tweety, da. We in the building. What building? This building, the temple. <laughs> you know the vibes. Yes, the yeah. You know, I love when DJs get really hype on the mic and they just be like, "Man, you know the vibes," and we're like, "But do we?" <laughs> Do we know the vibes? All right, sweetie, what's new for you? How's this week been for you? What, what's on your mind? What you came up on this week? This week, I was challenged with a lot of my mindset um, and the things that I I've always rationalized. I've been watching or rewatching. I've watched it before, but this is a a, a movie, I guess, a show or more. I want I want to say a movie on Netflix. It's called The Minimalist, and it's really challenged me to find the value in the things that I own. Mm. And a lot of times we don't know the value of the things that we own because we just keep buying things and owning things and we don't know the value of it and how we utilize it daily. Oh my gosh. You totally like went to NPR, like, you know, like super informative. Um, 
I was going to say, guys, that as tempting as it sounds, do not make grilled cheese with brioche bread. It could be a little sweet sometimes. And so sometimes the sweet takes away from the cheesiness. But like in theory, it's a really good idea. All right. But anyway, so y'all welcome to because this is the part where we ask um, silly yet informative and insightful questions um, to one another to just kind of see what's in that noggin of us. Okay. So, 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 so. So, Tweety, what is your most visited social media and why? Um, Instagram for me, um, because I feel like Instagram is like a hub of a lot of the things that people like. Um, it's like a mixture for me tw- of Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook all at once because you can get the pictures, you can get the the reels, which kind of similar to what you get on TikTok or just the same thing really sometimes. Um, and you can get to voice your opinion or hear other people's opinions on different things on um, Instagram. All right, so I really do dig Instagram. I really do. But I have to say my favorite place to visit on social media, and I know that wasn't the question. It was the most visited. But my favorite place to visit is actually Twitter. If you are not on Twitter, black Twitter should honestly be incorporated as an as a true organization because black twitter is elite they are informed they stop at nothing they get things done and they are just like the leader of thought leaders like they are just just they're so creative and wonderful and so i really think i like twitter because you get to witness what people are thinking in real time like instead of the whole edited um filtered perfected way of people being people you actually see and feel them that's how you feel (laughs) sorry i am i'm sorry but you get to actually experience them in real time i like it it's wonderful i mean I think okay, people are not gonna like that. I, my my name on Instagram and on Twitter is slept on tweet, but I feel like Twitter is overrated to me personally. Um, Twitter has a lot of think space, not a lot of action space. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, there's a lot of people who are thinking and they think and they think and they write what they think, they type what they think, mm-hmm. but it's not a really for me personally based off of my deep dive of Twitter is a lot of wasted time. At social media I mean, could you can be say that. that about all social media. But, but I'm saying, like, to me, it's like I don't see, like, aside from, like, oh, I like somebody's opinion. Like, I've never once went on Twitter to watch a video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went on Twitter. To learn something? No. No, I'm saying, like, you never go on Twitter to Yeah, I'm, I've never went on Twitter on purpose to, like, learn something new. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody will, re- somebody will repost something, and that will then... You know, be like, oh, cool, retweet. That's, that's nice, nice little words, whatever. Um, but to me, Twitter is overrated, personally. Okay, so I mean, I didn't even know people still use Snapchat until I logged in this year. And I really went in just to see like my throwbacks of Snapchat. But I didn't even know Snapchat was still going because all the other platforms have like done what Snapchat has done. Yeah. Is it giving what it's supposed to give anymore? Um, when I think of Snapchat, I think it's like the when people create mundane routines of things that they do, and they kind of feel like I could do this, and nobody's gonna have a record of it. Ah, it's it's there, but oh, it's, it's not the there. Sneaky link. Oh, oh. So I feel like if me and you were dating right now, like we would be sneaky linking. Okay, we are gonna jump straight. It's kind of exciting to 
think about it. Don't you think it's like good for the economy? Okay, so like I have I just love the idea of like if you and I just met like at this point of our lives, like at the bank or something, or like at the store, and I'm like getting grapefruit and you like you eat grapefruit and I'm like, Yeah, you don't? And you're like, No, I like juice. And I'm like, ew. You like concentrated juice? You like artificial flavors? And you're like, yeah. And then, like, we just don't seem like we mesh, but we see each other again at the bank. And then before you know you texting me, I'm texting you, and I'm like, hey, let's, you know, let's let's watch Netflix. You really thought about this. <laughs> we wouldn't meet on the grocery store. Ah, why? You wouldn't be at the grocery store? I would not be found at the grocery store. Why? Where would you be found? I'd be at, like, you know, working out at the gym or pumping gas. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was a, a, a stellar individual in my day. What Still am. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like you would find me maybe pumping gas. How would or, you offer to pump my gas? I would. Like, is that a move? No, I would. I would not pump your gas. What? Not a stranger. Like, I'm not pumping. That's exciting. A, not, not in COVID times. Like, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Then some random guy pop out of nowhere and try to fight me. I'm not doing that. So how do you like? How do you how do you shoot at the gas station? Oh, at the gas station. The gas station is more like you talk through the the, the little <laughs> the little <laughs> the little crevice mm-hmm. as you, as you're pumping gas. You shoot your shot. You don't wait. You don't run up on nobody so at the gas station. So where's the perfect place to shoot? Perfect place to shoot, I would say, is like at a at some sort of event where everybody's already talking. Ah. Like you're at a business event. You're at like a mixer. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's about something else. Give me your best line. I don't have lines. No, come on. I don't. Come on. Come on. Are you scared? Come on. Come on. <laughs> okay, Stacy. <laughs> Maybe you need to call Genie or Beanie, whatever you call <laughs> the new person back. Anyways, we're gonna jump into business. Uh, not Tweet, business. No, no, stop, stop. <laughs> no. Come on, Come on Tweety. They came here to get some stuff. Oh, they oh. Yeah, we're But this is good. We got lost in this conversation. This is really good. Okay, I know. just give me your best line. I don't have a line. Okay, like do you say hello, hi or hi, or hi? Like do you say hello, hi or hey? I say hey, my name is Tweety. What's your name? Like you just walk up and say that? No, like you know you got to get the vibes, the eyes for The eyes like water. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> we're jumping into we're going to do it backwards today. Since we're on this, let's jump into relationship talk. Okay, so 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 a problem came across our desk. Our desk. Our desk. All right, so someone was inquiring, is it bad for your ex to follow you on social media if you are in now in a new relationship? Dun, 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 dun. Not everybody understands your humor. You got okay, you gotta slide it in. Y'all, there. I had a wave of energy. I had a Celsius today. Um, so I, I I'm a little hype. But um, yeah, man. So what what are your thoughts on that? If you're you're so you can't really help who follows you on social media. Yes, you can. 
What? It's called a block button for a reason. Okay, but what if it's something that you didn't even catch? Like you didn't even know that they followed you. you? Everybody know. Come on now. No, 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 we can't lie to each other like this now. People know. And to person X or person Y, you knew that this person, you know, most likely is following you or you potentially followed them at some point and then you unfollowed and you just forgot. Mm-hmm. But then it came back up again. I, I think that I, I, I'm more, I, I err more on the side of caution of like, man, like what's done is done. Mm-hmm. As far as like the past, I never try to go backwards. So what, what are we following each other for? Okay, so I tend to feel like if it is the past, it doesn't matter. Um, and so. I feel like if you're bothered by it, it's more indicative that you actually care or, or, but it also depends on what kind of ex you're dealing with. Like, is this like a, a third grade ex and they married with 14 kids and you married with 12 kids? Or is this like somebody that you were like madly head over heels with and, you know, y'all were just, it, it was the sight of them is going to invoke something in you and invoke something in them. Is Tweety's Tweety's disturbed. He has his African dad face on that says, "Oh no, I don't, I don't approve of this." Oh my god, <laughs> I don't. Oh. This could go back to toxic masculinity. What, what what point of like your life is your life, my life is my life. We don't need to even be on the same well, page. No, but exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like it. It, that's exactly what I'm saying. Your life is your life. My life is my life. What you do does not affect me. And so what I am saying is that, is it a new story that somebody may have found you and you have a public profile and chose to follow you? And maybe you didn't see that they got lost in the dozens of other people that follow you. That is a possibility. But is it also one of those things that somebody, I don't know if this person is saying like they like it, they don't like it, you know, it's just happening. Should they tell their person? I'm one of those people. I'm like, hey, if it's one of those things where you just kind of don't know what to do or if it's causing confusing feelings, you don't want it to continue to cause confusing feelings and, you know, dig that any deeper. And so I would just talk to my person and be like, yo, such and such Eddie from third grade and sat up here and followed me. And, you know, I don't know what he want or nothing. I mean, because it kind of gives a pass. Like if they follow you, then they're going to DM you and then you have the return of the ex and then it's, it's too much. I think for this person... Do you still like Jolly Ranchers? Anyways, for this person... (laughs) Do you still comb your hair to the side? You still work... I think for this person, when people... Whenever people who... Forget just X. When people who I went to school with, um, like, follow me, and there was never, like, a mutual, like, relationship, like, they just know me uh, out of nowhere... Um, it's 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 important to kind of know what they come up with, like what's like what 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 could, what could go from here, you know? Because mm-hmm. I I think that the people you put in your circle, um, okay, Patrice. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the people you put in your circle or you, that you follow are important. Mm. Keep going. Come on, keep going. The people that you follow and put in your circle are important. So it's a matter of why can't you just block them if you already know that it may come up with 
an issue in the, in, you know, to your partner or even to yourself of like, dang, I didn't know you followed me. Then you jump into the, the profile and you start looking at their life, yeah. their new life. Yeah. You start being like, oh, man, you got a new car. Dang, you got a car? You know, then it's like, oh, you got a new this. Oh, you got a new this? Mm -hmm. Or if they're suffering, you're like, yes. Yeah. Life sucks for you. But see, everybody doesn't have that that ex, I think, um, emotion, that emotion specifically towards their ex. Not everybody. Everybody does. I mean, like, honestly, you know, I've seen some of the most um, prize winning, like, ex relationships with like baby daddy baby mama stuff like that's okay. different that's different you know like man bro i'm so happy to see you they're yeah. forever tied forever like that's a different situation at that point y'all need to follow each other so y'all can see what these kids doing true that but what i'm talking about is like what what you need to be following poopoo for and what, what why is poopoo following you you know what i'm saying so when people are get lost in that it's like you're almost trying to reopen something because it's there. And you also don't want to find yourself in a place where you feel like you have to perform or you have to stage things a certain way because you're really trying to get their attention. Um, you don't want it to feel like, you know, because sometimes, you know, your feelings can get create a lot of confusion for you. You can feel like, man, if their life is, quote unquote, better than mine. That means that I was the problem <laughs> or, um, you know, or if I make my life look like this or and then you know, then we get into Snapchat when people are like, you know, singing to the camera talking about so good, so good, so good. Like, you know, like people feel like they have something to prove. And so I think all together, it probably is a, a great option for you to just go ahead and delete or block them or just kind of out of sight, out of mind then because that is in the past. Now, another question came across our desk Tweety and Gwenny alright um, and they want to know how do you keep things spicy in a marriage spicy not flaming hot spicy uh, no you mean fuego smoke, <laughs> caliente smoke paprika uh -huh. you know hot like some jollof <laughs> like jollof wow yeah how do you keep the red flakes in marriage how do you you know you know and i guess they especially want to know since we have a child now and we've been together for a little while and all those things so you go ahead uh first of all it is spicy what? It's spicy. What? Can you <laughs> Please don't make people look. People's going to look. Uh, it, You have to. Yeah. I feel like in marriage, in all seriousness, you do have to make it spicy. Yeah. If you're doing the, I call it the the regular Joe, the the sloppy sloppy. What? What are you talking about, sweetie? No, I'm talking about if you're just like doing an average. You know, we call it we call it the great value special. Tweety. The plain oatmeal. Yeah. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking about keeping it spicy. Like you open the gates, I'm going. I'm I didn't know you were going that far that fast. This is where we are. We find ourselves here. I'm going. But if you're doing like the great value. You know, you got to level up, you know, go to Costco, you know, get a membership. What, uh, <laughs> what I mean by that, there has to be a level up as far as like, what do you like? You talking about spice yet? You got to ask your partner what they like. I think the spiciness starts with a conversation of expectations. Yeah, but I'm t I'm I'm keeping it real. That sounds real nice. It sounds like you put it in the book. But yeah, you got to ask your partner, what do you like? You know, what? What's something that you do? Maybe your partner likes foreplay. Mm -hmm. Maybe your partner likes you to wear a certain thing or you smell a certain way. So you got to be able to ask yourself, like, what am I doing to present myself to be likable? 
mm-hmm. you know, in that area. You know, because sometimes that's the whole problem. Like, you ain't look like yourself in a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, so it becomes harder for that spicy to come out. Spicy, that's why people dress up. That's why people, you know, go the extra mile, candles and all that. You know, people do that for a reason. So I think if you're trying to keep it high, you got to first know what your partner likes. Yeah, so our first year in marriage, anytime Tweety wanted some. Candles. Tweety would always, like I knew it. I would get out the shower. He lit one one lone candle. Yeah. Ain't this yeah. romantic? And I'm walking in like, can you can you blow that out so I could go to sleep? Like like you know because the thing is, and we've said it in other podcasts. Um, I I heard it said that um, the enemy wants you in bed before marriage and out of the bed in marriage and pretty much like you kind of run can, you can run into a spot where um as much as you want your partner and love your partner and you know all those things life you know you can become busy you can become overloaded with thoughts and work and kids and and you know all those things you can possibly run into a patch where you know you get sick or something and you're not feeling your best or you know you're going through different health changes or you've put on weight or you've lost too much weight or you know there's a lot of different things that can really um levy out um the person that they initially met but i believe that the best thing of keeping it spicy is to always be confident wherever you are because it's something about you know a potato wrapped in a bow that knows that that bow that they got on is you know that does a little shum 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 all right so tweety tweety hello yes. tweety could you stop uh, reading your cnn articles <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. so how does one know when to keep it spice? like how does one know that the spice has ran out um you look at each other one day, or, or let me say, how do I put this? And how does I'm trying to make it spicy PG. enough. It's never spicy enough. You gotta always be looking for the next thing because you can't roll over your spiciness. What? You can't roll over yesterday's spice. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You got every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. So one thing I you know I've learned from from you. Is that you'll give signals of like y'all like I'm looking to be adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a ride, yeah, but I'm you know like get me out of the house first. Like give me something to eat. And I'm like oh, okay. Yes. Yes, I, I have prerequisites. Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm like okay, whatever, whatever you want. Like I'll be there for you. Mm-hmm. You know, or it's, it could start in a conversation or a text of like how you doing. You know, or wow. what you up to? What you doing? Okay, first of all, just like you. because you was just talking about. Oh, I just want to go back to when you you know when we started. Like you gotta start it off as if you're like you know. Okay, it's but, the new okay, thing. So the thing is like. I I want you to pretend that you just got out of prison. I'm not doing that. And, you know, like, I didn't just went ahead <laughs> and I got you, like, 12 different outfits. No. And I got you, like, you know, some, some J's that match each outfit and it's laid out on the bed. Like, look. Look what I did. That's too many people's real life stories. And right now, they finna fight you for it. That's not for it. Anyways, but I, in all seriousness, in a Christian marriage... Um, I think keeping it spicy is having fun with each other. I think that when you keep the open communication serious or just so heavy on whatever else, like you'll never get to be playful around each other to even get to that place right. to where now you're over here counting how many times you done did it. 
He's like, two this week. Oh my gosh. And like, you know, you want to keep it spicy or you want to be normal? Mm. You want to be normal, you're going to keep counting. Mm-hmm. You want to be spicy, I mean, it, just be rabbits. You know, do what you do. And don't feel like there has to be like, you know, feel free because you're free in the marriage to do that. And some people, even in the marriage, don't feel as free to to even voice what they like and what they don't like. Yeah, so I do want to touch on that for a second, and it is going to get serious for just a second. I believe that having a history of sexual trauma or a, a history of just kind of um, like like dealing with something um, as far as, you know, like for me, I, I'll just go with for me. Um, when we first got married, it was really hard for me to want to be this, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> You know, it was hard for me to, you know, um, I don't know why the song comes in my mind like a some some cowgirl. Sure, sure, all of that. Um, it was really hard for me to be that chick because I felt a lot of shame around sex. Um, I felt a lot of, you know, um, how do I say, uh, I felt disassociated when it came to sex because my history of sex at that point was just me feeling used in a lot of situations that I put myself in. And so because of that, because my husband wanted sex and I was like, oh, my gosh, you just want to use me like it was I had that attitude towards it. And so it felt more chore like it felt more burdensome. It felt like, man, why do you just want a wet hole? Like it just it just felt like that. And instead of um feeling like that I really had to have some conversations with him about like you know how I felt and he was like Patrice I actually like you like I I actually love you I married you I don't want just that from you um that's not all I want with sex I actually love you I this is this is what we got going on right here um and so it you know you just kind of disassociate that the trauma that you have with that thing I, I agree, and I feel like men also face the same thing. You know, some men like they're just very numb. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to that, it's just a Robots. it's just an action. And and to be quite frank, that's what it was to me up to that point. It's like just something that grown folk do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't an emotional thing. At it wasn't an emotional thing. It was just like this: what you do when when you do <laughs> what you do. Uh, but I realized that, you know, being able to tap in on the emotional side of it, um, meaning that you understand that this is, uh, a sacred thing that you do in marriage, um, that God has blessed it, that you are free to one, explore each other and not have to be bound to any shame. I think shame is where, uh, you, you're, you're, you or the enemy wants to, you know, bring up the case of what you've done in the past, you know, or what, <clears throat> what he's planted as a seed maybe to distract you from what God has for you. You know, yeah, you hide things in shame. Yeah. Things get hidden in shame all the time. And so we're just encouraging anybody married couples that, um, don't be afraid to learn one another. Like, I believe that sometimes um, society puts it out there like you're supposed to just get out there and like give your best moves and do all this other stuff and, you know, show each other up. And, you know, it's like like it, it feels more formulaic than it does organic. And it's supposed to definitely be um 
not all the moves you pulled on Jack, Joe, and Jill, but what you've actually um, going to do for your partner. You know, learning what your partner wants, what they like, what they what they um, prefer. Um, what time of day? Time of day is a big thing. You know, some of us are late night creepers. Some of us are early morning sweepers. You know, like you know, it's a thing. Morning, evening, night, day, sleep, awake. I mean, for some people, it's 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 just that, like whatever, you know. And so you got to know your partner. You're right. So, um, I mean, just exploring each other, finding different, getting out the house, mm-hmm. you know, talking about it. You know, I feel I feel like some people are like, oh my gosh, we're we're talking about the daisies. No, talk about it like you're grown. Like you know, don't be ashamed of, you know what it is you're doing like you know i think sometimes as believers we can we can get it a little corny when we get to this area of conversation that's why i was like what you talk like you know when you start stopping you're like what are you talking about this is what we in Mm -hmm. this is what we're doing spiciness starts with you know you got to be able to have some foreplay you got to be able to um your mom listens to this podcast I, I, there's five kids. They got here somehow. I don't, and want, her, I don't want her to bring foreplay to us. I don't want her to say the word foreplay to us. Your mom will probably think... listen to this too. And we... ah. <laughs> I don't know why you bring my mama. She a married woman. She five. She, she got five kids. This is what they do. Uh, but anyways, like even that, like think about like the childhood nature that we take on. Right. Now that we're adults and we're looking at our parents and we don't un- now we understand like yeah. yo this is part of life. Right. Um, but to even dive deeper in that, being able to express that and saying what you want, not hinting, hey, I won't. <laughs> no, speak up. Use your words. You know, like say what you want, say what you need in that moment, and voice. Um, you know, what you like and how you like so that your partner can know. If closed mouths truly don't get fed, both on men's side and women's side. Okay, and so women's, women's, I'm going to just say this, and I promise you I'm not trying to be the pick-me coach. I promise you I'm not. I promise you I am not um, because it rubbed me a a whole bunch of different types of ways when I've heard it said like this. So I'm going to try not to say it the way I've heard it before. But... In your marriage, there is nothing wrong with initiating to your husband. There's nothing wrong with that. There is like so much. I think sometimes, um, at least for me, I've definitely like, you know, been used to being pursued by my husband sexually. And so, like, you know, I kind of be like, you know, every once in a while, it'll be two in the morning. I'm like, the baby sleep. He sleep. But I want him. I tweety like you know and so you sometimes you don't know how to ask for it or you don't know how to initiate it or you don't know this or that if you don't know if they gonna be up for it you know I mean they probably not gonna not be up for it so there's that but like don't be afraid to just you know tap somebody on the shoulder and be like hey <laughs> uh, you know all of it what's your your thoughts on being initiated to being pursued it, it, is, it, it, a thing? it is a thing it is a thing. It is a thing because at that point, you know, I think women sometimes, I'll speak on, on you, not women, but um, I think sometimes the reason why we don't get to the spice level is that we're comfortable. Yeah. You get in a routine like, all right, come on, mm-hmm. get it over with. 
Or we get in a routine of like, you know what? It's Friday. It's Friday. You know what we do. You, know what we do. you got it on your calendar. It's like, nah, that's that's what you, you know. That that's when it gets you know a little mundane. That's when it gets like a task, like a checklist. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you kind of lose the 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 want for it or the the pursuit of it. And I think it's important to just make it one of those things, like you know, spontaneously mm-hmm. it happens. It doesn't have to have a, a, a date stamped on it. And like she said, got to be able to, you know, initiate it too. I, I bet, you know, that's something that Buddy might like, not, you know. But being able to both reciprocate and give each other and please each other in the marriage is important. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, is rarely talked about, but we have to have those conversations. Okay. Okay. And, and, and to wrap this whole thing up, there's also nothing wrong. You, I think it's more important to voice um, or to be straightforward with your person about why you don't want it as well. I believe that um, because one thing that Tweety and I experienced is Tweety would feel rejected if I was like, nah, please, please just leave me alone. <laughs> and I, and, and he would really be pouty and like, you know, puppy eyes and like, he would be really struggling. You know, he Tweety, were you struggling? But to be honest, Tweety all men, I know y'all would be, okay. All men are with me. Like when you have been talked up to, or like been given like that, all man, it's a green light today. And then it gets to that point And it's like, oh yeah, about that. Let's postpone. It's like, yo, you could have gave me a heads up like three hours now. You know, I got Woody all the way. <laughs> like, what are we going to do with Woody? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we get. We... Tweety, please. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we're going back into this PG 13 mode. Uh, but, anyways, uh, we're going to go into business. Oh, well, no. Well, actually, no. To wrap up that, I think. Th- so, what is your preferred way of being rejected? Tweety. Give me a two weeks head note. No, give me a, a, a least three hours. Wait, what? Three hours heads up like, yo, it's not it's not cracking today. OK, but you also can have the ability to read a room and know like, hey, some she, some she come in from work. She exhausted. She tired. It's Monday. Monday is not a good, you know. But about Papa Day, it's just not. But if you was talking about it and you was bad about it, and I was chilling, this is how it usually uh, goes. I know. was actually chilling. <laughs> I was minding my business. I'm over here talking about business. I'm over here talking about cleaning the house, all that. And here goes emojis and this and that. And I'm like, oh, this this is two in the afternoon. I mean, you finna be home in two hours. Mm-hmm. It's finna get on a cracking. Ah, uh, here we go. Disappointment. And then it's like, you know, you don't, it, you know, if you're going to talk about it, be about it. That's how I say it. Okay, but you don't ever feel like you need to gift somebody before you try to get ba 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 Like, buy me What's some gift? gifts. <laughs> we <laughs> wasn't talking about gifts in the no emojis. Gifts. It wasn't. Look, look, look. When we was doing. Buy me a bag <laughs> and you will get the bus down. Okay. It don't bag for like bus down. Bag for bus down. Anyways, we went a little. We was we was a little too raw on this one, but hey, right. y'all got the real, true, and honest TNP. All right, we're gonna move on to business. <laughs> I had a lot of fun though. I I enjoyed taking off the you know the veil, being unhinged, unveiling. <laughs> I 
Uh, nobody else Spice. enjoys it. We do. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man! All right, y'all. So let's talk about business for a second. Actually, and this is going to be kind of coupled into business and faith. So um, the other day, I was actually listening to House of Athlete podcast. Um, Tweety put me on. I appreciate the cosign. It's always appreciated. Yeah, so Tweety put me on. Um, and so they were talking um, as athletes about, you know, the Simone Biles situation with her um, choosing her mental health over um, just competing. And so they were saying, you know, that traditionally speaking as athletes, you know, they always talk about how Michael Jordan played with the flu and it was the best game ever or how people have had certain um, adversities and have played or, you know, done something. And it creates this narrative of you have to suffer for success. And so I really want us to talk about that with business and faith coupled, because I feel like that's something that we should really talk about as people of color. We tend to believe that once you suffer success is on the brink of happening um and i just kind of want to just just break that down and unpack that i believe in business you can suffer just to suffer yeah because you made poor choices Mm -hmm. and those poor choices led you to where you currently are um the the number one thing i do see about when people are like you know suffer now and and reward later is that um sometimes we're confusing the word suffer with process Oh my God! Oh. You you have to go through the process, and the process has sometimes has nothing to do with suffering, but has more to do with patience and perseverance. Mm. And when you have patience and perseverance, what happens is that you will continue to build on the sure foundation of your business. Mm. But when you are just suffering, like I'm gonna do the same thing ten million times over and over, and I'm gonna make it. Well. Where, where are the lessons in this mm-hmm. suffering? Where is the like you know? And then sometimes we just want to have a sob story. Yeah. Sometimes we want people to, <clears throat> for lack of better words, feel bad for us so that they can help us. Yeah. Sympathy to, to buy into the brand. Right. Like, I, I I didn't sleep the whole night. I've been working on this. Y'all should love it. What if I don't? <laughs> Like, what if I actually don't like the end result? Yeah. Because sometimes people people have have grown to realize that sympathy buys success. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. There was a story of a 26-year-old aunt who was taking care briefly of, like, these four kids. And she created a GoFundMe and pretended to be the mom on TikTok or on Reels, one of the two. And they, she raised up to 250000 It wasn't until she withdrew the 250000 that she said, oh, by the way, I'm not their mom. Mm. Because she knew that people would purchase the, story, purchase the story and then give her the money mm. to do whatever. So how about you return the $250,000 along with the apology? Mm-hmm. Now, nah, she's not going to do that. She had to withdraw it first. Mm-hmm. But these are the, this is the time we live in, is that if you have a good enough story... You could really out, be out here getting bags. That's the legal way because you're not gonna get another two hundred fifty. She probably blew it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, people don't mind giving us capital instead of assets because we'll blow the capital. But um, so with Simone Biles, um, her opting out and choosing her her mental health, choosing her peace of mind, uh, whatever she was choosing in that moment over performing, um. When it comes time to being in your business and having to perform and having to, um, you know, stand up for the occasion and do the things that you do, it's not like with a regular job. You can't call off for sick days. 
I mean, you can, but like when you come back, it's not like somebody picked up your shift while you was out and they did what you needed to do. Like you got to come back to wherever you stopped at and pick up the pieces. So how do we maintain um, our peace of mind when when business is so unpredictable? Um, how do you maintain your peace of mind when you're at working a nine to five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the question I have. Mm-hmm. And most people don't realize that you're not. Mm-hmm. There is no peace and there's no mind sometimes. You're just rolling. Yeah. <laughs> you're rolling for the check. You're rolling for the dough. Just a robot. Every day you're like, I'm just one day closer to my next check. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's a peace of mind uh, in business even when or there is a there's more of a peace of mind in business because even though that you may be struggling, you're struggling to create, you're struggling to get content, you're not struggling to have peace. Mm. Um, and what I found out is that you're actually not working a nine to five in your in your uh, in your business. You're working a twenty four hour shift, right? Yeah. And that twenty four hour shift is not predicated on a couple of hours. It's predicated on a lifetime. Mm. You're actually investing your lifetime into something. Right, 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 right. So um, is the narrative suffering for success, um, do we believe it still holds weight the way it once did? Are we sh- are we supposed to teach our children that, hey, you know, as an athlete, PJ is going to be an athlete one day. And, you know, if he's having a bad day or if he has a cold or if he, you know, his feet hurt or if he's hungry or if he has a headache or, you know, whatever mild or major inconvenience he may have, are we to teach him when it is when it's time to sit down? Are we to teach him to pursue or push through regardless of how he feels? What are your thoughts on us raising a, a young man with that? I'm going to get to that after my quote. There's a great theologian by the name of Khaled, a.k.a. DJ Khaled. He says he is suffering from success. From. From. Mm -hmm. Meaning that success is what is thriving. Success is what is pushing him forward. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are not suffering from success. They're suffering in success. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is like you're successful, but you can't see it. Mm -hmm. You alive. You're in America. America is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, Speak on that. So the privilege that we have in America is that you ain't worried about your safety most of the time when it comes to like other countries. You're not worried about somebody knocking down your door and just kidnapping you and different things like that. You know, there's different scenarios, different, you know, in America like that. But I'm saying in general, you walk around and you feel free. I can say, forget this president. There's some countries that'll get your head chopped off. You can't speak against leadership. Yeah. This, you know, the amendments and and the, and the things that we have and the constitution and all these great things that, you know, the forefathers, or I can't even say our, the, (laughs) the forefathers of this country had placed nowhere else. Is that a thing? Mm. You know, I I remember a time where I had to um, pay to get my citizenship. Like me and my dad had to go to the court. We had to take a test. We had to take a picture. Like mm-hmm. I earned, I earned my citizenship. Mm-hmm. Some people were born into it. So the kind of lo- the kind of hustle or striving for success that I have is a little different than Joe Schmo from down the block. Mm-hmm. 
because I've seen something that they haven't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes success is either predicated on a some some sort of remembrance of suffering. Mm. It doesn't have to be that you suffering right now, but the remembrance of where you could be. Right. You know, like, nah, I know where I came from. I know that I know I remember King, even though I was a little boy. This is where I want to go. I remember my mom suffering. I remember my dad suffering. I don't want that for my kids. So, yo, I'll know whether you really hurt or not. I'm your father. So I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to see what's going on. I'm not going to push you to uh, a limit to where it's too far. So there is a genre of parenting out there, and I believe that it's even um, a level of parenting that we may have received where it's like, if I afford you all the things that you need and want, I'm not teaching you how to get it for yourself. I'm not teaching you discipline. I'm not teaching you any any of those things. For a long time, I always said that when I have a child, that he's gonna he or she is going to have to pay for their own car because I did um, their own first car. Um, but now I realize I'm like, no, I'm gonna get my child a car if they need a car. Like, we're not gonna just, you know, give you car after car after car after car after car, you know, <laughs> I'm throwing a little shade there. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we're, we're not just going to over gift you with something that you're taking for granted. But like, if you are in need of something, um, you don't have to have shame in asking. I guess it's turning into a bit of a parenting pod too. But I mean, what, where do we go with that? I mean, when it comes to that, I feel like every child is different. You know, there's some kids who are responsible. You are probably a responsible kid, or I don't know. Um, I wasn't. (laughs) Therefore, I was afforded a lot more opportunities, and I finessed a lot more opportunities. Um, That's not on the parenting. That's on the child. Um, And when it comes to him, no, I may not have him pay for the car, but I have him pay for the insurance. I have them, I'll teach them some responsibility. We're raising a man, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When it's a little different, you know, if if he was, you know, if if we had a girl, wow, um, bef- because you're raising a queen, you're raising some, you're raising a wife, you're, you're setting a standard, mm-hmm. um, and the standard is that this is what your husband should be doing for you. You know what I'm saying? This is this is what you should be expecting. I don't want you to be changing no tire. I'll teach you how to change one just in case you got to. But I want you to know that somebody's supposed to pump your gas for you. So our daddy going to get out and pump the gas for you. You know what I'm saying? But you wouldn't pump my gas if you found me at the gas station. <sighs> uh, yes, I would. All right. You would? Yes. What you would say. All right, back to where we were. Um, But I think it's important either way to... Uh, just affirm those those touch points, especially in men. A lot of these men don't even know how to change tires. Mm. A lot of these men are really like suffering from, um, I, I want to call it imposter syndrome. Ooh. You know, they look the part, they sound the part, they all about you know mental health and all these different things, but really don't know what a man looks like or sounds like. And it's some of them. It's not their fault. It's just they never had that 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 look or that you know that that father figure. And some of them is truly buying into what the world is calling a man nowadays. What the world is calling a man to what the world is calling a man is two different things. Wow. Yeah. And so when I look at my father, I look at a, a godly man, but he doesn't have to go up to church every single day for that for him to be a godly man. I see his character. 
I see his flaws. I see how he moves, how he operates as a man. There's there's things that innately fall from him doing rather than saying. And we live in a generation where people say a lot of nice things. You know, have you ever met a woman who says, I'm a Proverbs this woman? But then you look at the life and you're like, wait a minute, it can't be. It don't match. Or the caption is some Bible verse and you look at the story, you look at the vibe and it's not of what you just said. And people are using the word, men are using the word to be manipulative in relationships. So men are saying, you know, you know, God told me that I'm the head. So this is what we're going to do. If this is what we're going to do, it should have an explanation, right? It should have some common sense behind it. But sometimes what, some men have learned is like if I silence the voice of a woman, I then have dictatorship over every other move. When God is calling you to have a helpmeet who will meet an area in your life where you are completely weak at to strengthen and then use that to work together as a team because there's an area that she lacks in as well so that you can properly function as one. So in business, I mean, I think our most asked question that we tend to get is how are we husband and wife and work on business like some people truly believe they cannot see themselves um, working alongside of their husband or wife in business I think a big part of that is um, man I just love being around you some people don't like to be around the person they're with start off right there because if I can't be around you how then can I operate in excellence because I'm always going to try to find a way around. Like, uh, I got it. Right. Don't worry about it. Even though I need the help, mm. I'm going to be shushing you to get you out of the way so that I can do it how I want to do it. Mm. And a lot of people get caught up in a lot of I-isms. Mm. You know, like, you know, it's my business. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to get it off the ground. and You could do yours. I'll do mine. Mm. And we'll meet in the middle. Mm. That's your account. That's my account. That's my money. That's your money. And whatever I make out of this, I, I got you on that. Mm. But it's mine. Don't question me. Don't talk about it. It's me. Mm. But last time I checked, we, we share the same last name. Share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ours. Mm-hmm. You know, or I, you know, I gave you my name. Mm-hmm. Not, I didn't have to change anything, but I indoctrinated you or not even indoctrinated. We are now one. So now that we're one, we have to operate as one. Right. And I think in business, that's the biggest downfall of a lot of powerful men. You look at the Bill Gates, you look at the, you know, a lot of the billionaires. Why do they fall off? At some point, it's like, well, you you over there, you could do, do the charity funds, you know, nonprofit that you stay to the side. You know, the, the you know, one thing I would say about our world and even in the church is that women are often looked down upon. Yeah. And I would say ill-used or misused based off of what we as men create in our minds to be the structure. The structure is, you know, husband or Jesus, husband, wife, kids. Mm-hmm. That is always going to be the structure. But I think some men who are manipulative have understood that if I can silence the woman, I can make my own world. I can make my own order. Mm. I don't have to go Jesus. 
husband, wife, kids. I can go me, everybody else, <laughs> including Jesus. Right. So I think it's important to never find yourself in a place of complete pride or complete ego um, and, and, and full detect- dictatorship. But business is meant to be work. I believe if you're married, you got to be in, in, in each other's business. Yeah. I don't care if they're selling like diapers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe, like, you know, how much you made in diapers today? Mm-hmm. How can I help? What can I drop off? Yeah. Like asking, you know, critical questions because maybe you don't make the diapers, mm-hmm. but you could promote it. Right. You can advertise it. Right. You can reshare it. Right. You could find people around it, you know, that do the same thing. And hey, like, look, my wife does this. Yeah. If, let me let me ask yeah. let me ask you this. This is very critical. If you if you have a business and your partner has if you have, let's say you both have two different things that y'all doing. If you don't have your wife or your husband's business card, what is you doing? Oh. Oh, child. If you don't have their business card mm-hmm. in your pocket, mm-hmm. what is you doing? Mm-hmm. If you're going around sharing other people's work, but you ain't sharing your person's work, what, what is you doing? doing? Yeah, yeah. We like to go so far outside of our circle to support the things that we don't know, but the things that are right in front of us, we will act and ignore that they don't exist mm-hmm. because it's too close. Mm-hmm. It's too close for comfort. And a lot of people are comfortable in their businesses mm-hmm. because it's not a business. It's mm-hmm. Busyness. That is that is the entire thing. Busy work yeah. looks fun. Yeah. Because nothing ends up happening. Nothing is happening. But busyness. Right. Yeah. So you end up just doing a revolving door. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm in it. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. The fruit. The fruit. Let's do a fruit check. Mm-hmm. Let's do a seed check. That's exactly what I was about to say. Let's let, let's let's <laughs> let's let's do a seed. Was a seed even planted on that ground? Mm-hmm. Are we in the vicinity of seeing any water on that ground? Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, it's no because I'd rather talk about it, not be about it. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't get to your destination. I feel like it's harder to get to that destination as a couple when you're both not on the same page. Mm-hmm. That's it. All right, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up and add some tax, y'all. We was just really talking today. Yeah. We we really just had a raw conversation today. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I personally feel like I enjoy these a little bit more um, just because we just tend to just, you know, fly off the handle with the things that we really do want to talk about instead of the more structured, we're going to talk about this. Here are our three points. Look at our research. Look at our cliff notes. But anyway, um, y'all, this is the part of the podcast where we just share a little free game, a little wisdom, a little love, a little something that we came up on this week um, that's carried us through and we want to just share it with you because it might do something for you as well. All right, so for me, it is God will provide. God will provide for the thing he's destined you for. Um, I think that, you know, God is is all great and almighty and wonderful. Um, and he doesn't mind you, you betting on him, you know, to say that he's going to pull through. But be sure on the thing that you're standing on that you want him to pull through for. Be sure it's the thing he called you to. Um, so, yeah, God will provide y'all. 
I think I have had a lot of attacks all up in a lot of yeah, <laughs> the conversation. The mess out of us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one thing I would say is that. Um, Propose to me. No, stop. <laughs> one thing I would say is I don't know why you're on this vibe. But uh, one thing I would say is it's important not to wait for the opportunity but be found working while the opportunity presents itself. Mm. Um, a lot of people are waiting on the right, like, you know, when you're doing jump rope, like you're waiting on the right right time to just jump, mm. right time to, you know, turn your wrist and mm. look up and look down and all that. But what I'm simply saying is that God has never failed. Yeah. When you count on him, like you just said, to be the one to rescue you, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> but I promise you it's going to be the best decision of your life. Being able to be carried. He said, you know, the word talks about carrying us like underneath his wings like eagle, like an eagle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I look at an eagle, like eagle has a big wingspan. An eagle soars high. And I just want you to know that God has his plan and his plan is way more thought out than our own because he is the creator of time and that is the most important and valuable thing we have. All right, peace. We out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, okay. They print money. They don't print time. Bye, y'all. Love y'all. See y'all.